0: Good morning ponies, how is everybody? Good, hi Dolce, Gwen, how are you sweetheart? Well I'm sorry, didn't mean to tickle your chin there. Hey Emily Opucci, how are you buddy? You're starting to founder on me a little bit, I gotta really watch you and it is always great to see you up and standing. Versace, beautiful, beautiful horse, old man right there. That's for sure. Let's get these ponies fed, shall we? Welcome to John Graves Kayak Fishing here on Anchor FM, wherever you download your podcast. I know there's a few folks that sit home. and They'll have a glass of wine, and they'll lay in bed and listen to John Graves Kayak Fishing on their, on their TV. not sure exactly what this sounds like on their TV but uh, thank you for uh, inviting me into your bedroom I really appreciate that you folks got it going on in here I don't want to give uh, Emily Opucci too much food here and the vet Mark Burris one of the great uh, vets here in southwestern Ohio suggested that I give Emilio just a handful of grain and oh man that's I mean I I'd, I'd go hungry if that's all I had to eat and this little guy's got you know he's got 30 or 40 pounds on me but he looks like he's walking around a little bit better we've had him on uh, on an inflammation um, like butte powder for a, a few days now that looks like that might be kicking into gear but unfortunately he's just gonna have that little handful of grain in the morning and then we're just gonna feed him with uh, hay the rest of the day and that hay might just be a little bit too rich for him too i don't want him out there in that sweet grass just chowing i mean once he hits it he his face doesn't come up off the ground well i'm not sponsored by Folgers but i probably should be it's a beautiful morning for a cup of coffee It's got a chill in the air, doesn't it? I really think, you know, weekends like this when we have a three-day weekend, uh, such as Memorial Day weekend, really one of our first, you know, big kind of, hey, let's get outdoors. Big push to uh, recreate and, uh, you know, get out of the uh, houses and uh, enjoy God's great creation. This is a good weekend to do that, but I really feel for the canoe and kayak liveries on weekends like this, because the river the past few days have just been great, having the opportunity to go down there with the Hobie Mirage links and float the uh, Little Miami River. Uh, The weather and the conditions are just beautiful for tubers and kayakers and, you know, for those people that still drag that big aluminum canoe down to the river, um, you know, for those folks as well, fill that thing up with beer and take your time on a 10-mile float. Actually, in a two-man canoe, fill with beer, which is not encouraged on John Graves Kayak Fishing, by the way. I'm just setting an example of a couple people that you may see out there, especially during a Viking weekend. But that's a whole different podcast right there. The Viking weekend. Legendary. But as you're going down the river in that big heavy canoe, a six mile drift can really take all day. I mean, that's an all day affair. You really, you know, you better take the SPF 75 and some water also. Hydrate or die. But uh, the conditions are great, except. You look out early this morning, it's a hazy cloud uh, in the sky, thick. There's no sunshine. It almost looks like it's just drizzling, but you know, it's, there's that moisture that's just falling. It's like a blanket of just, I don't know, just, what do you call it? it it's almost like the, uh, a cloud is just falling. You can see it. What am I trying to say? It's not as heavy as rain. It's almost like it's just water is falling. It's gross. You just feel damp and it's, uh, you know, 20 degrees, 15 degrees cooler with a slight wind. So shout out to all the canoe and kayak liveries, Mark Bersani and the great gang up there in Loveland. Do anything you can to support this family and Loveland Canoe and Kayaks. A great place to have family trips, uh, team building. A lot of people wouldn't think about that kind of stuff. It's a lot like a Segway tour. The team building aspects of going out, everybody just stripping down naked. Uh, theoretically speaking, being put in the same type of kayak or watercraft. It's just like being put on the same type of segue. Everybody has a slight learning curve. Some people go at it right away. Some people don't. But one of the key things in team building is for the team leader or the person that is taking them through this uh, team building exercise. You have to get to the fear. You have to break To each one of the team members or the team building, whoever's taking, uh, you know, participating in the team building exercise, doesn't matter if it's the owner of the company, the CEO, the guy that has the best parking spot, the dude that shows up in the fancy car with the chauffeur, drops him off, the guy that has the private jet partial owner in the football team to the guy that's busting his ass for $12 an hour sweeping the floors scrubbing toilets. You have to bust into their fear. And there's not a lot of ways to do that in a team building exercise. So you take them to places where it can be, I guess, for lack of a better description, fear-based. Oh, ziplining? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, the zipline to hell? That doesn't sound like a good team-building experience to me. Segway tour, downtown Cincinnati? I don't know about those things. I don't trust them. I, how do they stay balanced? I'm not good. I'm, I'm horrible at balancing. A float down the river? Oh, I don't know. I don't like getting my feet wet and getting all muddy, now. I like just hanging out in my designer clothes. So you take those employees or whoever is participating in this team building event, whether it's you know someone, a group from church, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts, Scouts family members a school big business downtown Cincinnati like Procter and Gamble and what you're gonna do is you need to in team building you need to create a, um, a continuity a uh, um, what is uh, I'm looking for a glue to hold the team together teams falling apart Numbers are going down. You know, there was another fight at the water fountain again. You got so-and-so back there giving so-and-so a hard time because he's been here six months longer. Things aren't very productive. People's attitudes aren't shining like they used to. Let's mix it up. Well, the long story short, and maybe to make it longer, that sometimes happens here on John Graves Kayak Fishing, I often think of the Led Zeppelin song, A Ramblin', A ramble On." Dun, 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 A on. I do like to ramble. Long story short, is that to have an exercise that breaks them down to their fear. And to float down the river is perfect for that. So you get 10, 12, 15 people together, You join up with Mark Bassani and the folks at Loveland Canoe and Kayak who will take very good care of you. You get out there with Nate, the law dog, Lowry, and he will take you down that river safely. But as you go down the river, all in the same kayaks, you know, I don't even think people mess around with those big aluminum canoes anymore. They may have a few in a pile there. But uh, everybody's getting the kayaks. It's a very intimate relationship you're going to have with the river. And as as it is in its basic form, it naturally strips you down naked in front of the mirror, theoretically. Your guard's taken off. A lot of people, the way they they, they clothe themselves is part of their armor. I don't feel cool without these clothes on. I feel very naked and vulnerable in a pair of shorts. My skin hasn't seen sunshine in decades. My legs, I've missed a few leg workout days. I've got a tattoo that I really don't want to show anybody. This as simple as it is, by putting clothes, gives us a shield of armor. The cars we drive, the houses we live in. We do these things, not only for ourselves, right? It feels good to be in a really nice BMW. I've had the opportunity to drive my daughters. She has an X5. Again, I'm still shopping for a car but it feels damn good to drive a bmw x5 it's a performance vehicle it's a great suv it looks good and i feel damn good driving that thing would i like to have one i think i would now i'm not sure if i'd like to have that bad boy when h- hubs go out on an all-wheel drive but you know gotta gotta replace a couple axles <laughs> Ooh. Headlight, and that'll be three hundred ninety dollars. Stuff like that, you know. But uh, it, it, you feel good driving that. When I wear my Robert Graham shirts, baby dog got me hooked up on Robert Graham shirts. You know, these are shirts that are at, at in their least, uh, you know, bargaining moment. You can unload one of these for a couple hundred bucks. But most often they're three, four, five hundred dollar shirts, limited productions. You can buy so many and Robert Graham will design one just for you. I mean, it's pretty exclusive when you draw, or when you uh, wear a Robert Graham in somewhere, people that know Robert Graham, it's like, wow, you know? Is that a Robert Graham? Nice. You know, it's like riding a Richard Sachs custom-made bicycle. People that know Richard Sachs will go, dude, that is a killer looking dick sack it's just how it is so you take your team to mark Persani Loveland canoe and kayak and you roll down the Loveland uh, roll into Loveland back down They take you up river six miles ten miles or so and you're all stripped down naked again theoretically you're in your shorts you got your shirts off you got your SPF on your nose Everybody's looking good, you got your refreshments, and together you're going to, uh, I guess I could, uh, for myself, I can, I can definitely say that I have a fear of water. As much as I'd love to be in it, I have a fear of water. And I think that, uh, well, I know exactly where that came from. You know, when I walked up next to the USS John F. Kennedy Aircraft Carrier in Norfolk, Virginia. I was 19 years old, and I had not stood next to a naval ship yet. I had already committed to my two years of land duty, or shore duty, as they call it. Ground detail. And I couldn't have been more buried in the ground. I was down there in Kingsville, Texas. Naval Air Station, VT-21, fixed-wing aircraft bombers. Old A-4s from the Vietnam era. Amazing aircraft. Super swift, fast. If you're watching Top Gun, the classic Top Gun with old Tommy Cruz. And that F-14 Is chasing that smaller aircraft that the instructor is in, the one that they're having a real hard time chasing. That, my friend, is an A4. And that thing could carry an amazing amount of weapons. I did that duty in Kingsville, Texas, and there I was standing next to the USS John F. Kennedy. And I'm looking up, going, Holy shit! Heart was beating. It's it some beats now, thinking about it. Faster than normal. The numbers. 67. I mean, they must have been 20 feet tall. And I started to walk up that plank for the first time to step onto that massive ship. Biggest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> How does this even float? Nervous already. Petty Officer Third Class, John Marion Graves, reporting to duty, sir. Welcome aboard, Petty Officer. Go over there and stand in line. <laughs> and there I was with the skeleton crew of the USS John F. Kennedy. It's about 1,800. 2000 of us it takes 5300 men then now you can have women on mental warships but it takes 5300 of them with over 80 aircraft operating on that carrier And now that carrier sits rusting up in the philly yards going to be scrapped as metal because the carriers they got right now are bigger and better. than new john f kennedy holy smack moly so i spent three days on that carrier as we are storming up the atlantic high seas bouncing all around this once in my head massive ship Wondering how this thing sitting still in the dock can actually float is now being tossed around in the ocean like a tin can. I spent three days below deck puking my guts out, getting my sea legs. I slept up in one of the forward berthing sections underneath one of the main catapults, which allows you no sleep 12 12 operations 12 on 12 off if I wasn't up on the flight deck loading then I was down below trying to get some sleep with catapults going off 24 hours a day nonstop. launching f-14s headed to somewhere A6 intruders. Big prop aircraft like the Hawkeye. Wow, mind blowing experience. So, on the fourth day, I had flight deck uh, introduction, flight deck safety. I'm gonna take you boys up on the flight deck, and we're gonna get real close to some aircraft it gets noisy up there you need to have your eyes focused on where you are at all times where you're at where your team members at don't be up there shooting a shit you better pay attention or your ass is going to get blown off into the Atlantic over the side of this by exhaust coming from one of those jets or you're gonna be cut literally in half when that cable over there breaks because it can't catch that airplane. And it comes at you with a velocity that you are unable to react from. And I'm like, wow, we haven't even stepped up on the deck yet. Needless to say, I was pretty nervous. We walked up that stair, case, and that door came open, and I stepped out, and it was action-packed. Planes coming, planes going, safety directors signaling, firemen here, there, people fueling up, ordnancemen loading up, and once I filtered through all of that chaos, controlled chaos quite actually, it's, a, it's, a, um, it's really a ballet of a magnific- magnificent um, level. And you can watch it for hours, what goes on in the aircraft carrier. But once I filtered through all of that, like looking through the trees and beyond the trees into like the bay, or over a beach into the ocean. I saw how absolutely big the Atlantic Ocean is for the first time. Because for 360 degrees all around me was the sight of nothing except water. Deep, dark blue, And I reflected back from just a few days ago when I stood up next to that thing. I was like, man, this is a massive ship. And now all of a sudden that massive ship was like a, like a speck in this huge vastness. That's when I began to really respect water and the power of water. And so I still carry that today. So when I'm going down the river, as proud as I am to be a Navy vet, to tell people and to talk to people about my Navy experiences, encourage every young man and woman I see, I don't care who they are, where they are, get in the Navy, get the hell out of Dodge. Spend four years of your life serving your country Having literally the best fricking time of your life. All work is hard. But the reward that you get from a military experience. I can't speak for the Army. I can't speak for the Marine Corps. I can't speak for the Coast Guard. I can't speak for the Air Force. Any armed services is respectful and certainly a a killer start to your uh, life as a young man or woman. But with the Navy, all I can say is your opportunity to travel all around the world improves as far as entering into an armed service. And when you are dressed up in those Cracker Jacks, the traditional navy dress blue outfit or the white, and you get those tailored up just a little bit, bell-bottom trousers, buttons made of brass, loose around the ankles and tight around the ass <laughs> oh boy I'm telling you when you walk into a bar and you're dressed up in your Liberty smile as Liberty cuffs on your dress blues which are unauthorized by the way Liberty cuffs are that they're, they're sewed up underneath your cuff on your dress blue uniform. And when you're out on Liberty, you flip that bitch back. And it's got maybe a big dragon on it. So you flip back those Liberty cuffs. And you give the, uh, you give the uh, Dixie cup that you're wearing a nice good little fold to it. Like an attitude fold, basically, is for lack of a better description. Damn, thing has got an attitude, doesn't it? And you look like a salty dog. And people know exactly when you walk into any establishment. I don't care. Movie theater, dinner, nightclub, walking down the street. Doesn't matter where you're at. Everybody knows. You are a United States sailor. You're in the Navy. Everybody knows it. (laughs) I loved it. People buy coffee for you, people buy you dinners. So, people do very nice things for the veterans, especially now. So um, there's, a, uh, there's a little memorial type of, uh, I guess, uh, John Graves Kayak fishing, uh, you know, boom, segue that we can take it into the Memorial Day weekend. Do a little team building uh, at any point in time. Call up Mark Bassani, Loveland Canoe and Kayak, and uh, take the team down. They're outfitted to take a lot of folks down the river. I had an amazing time with the Hobie Mirage Lynx uh, from Strictly Sail and Kayak, located up in Blue Ash, Ohio, on Kenwood Road. Been there since 1972. Where have you been? Get up there right now and check out their vast... Display of kayaks. Conveniently, they got them all outside, and you just sit and you walk around. The expertise of the Tacey Outlaw Gang up there: Steve Tacey, Tyler Tacey. You got the uh, uh, and Brian, Um, and uh, you know Steve's beautiful wife. Okay, (laughs) she's been she's been through. I'm sure all of it with those gentlemen up there, right? I, I'm ashamed to say that I don't know her name because forever I just go to that old Kentucky thing that we got when you see just a sweet woman who's just smiling and uh, you, you just haven't taken the time yourself to introduce uh, who you are. And, and uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm guilty of that. I don't know her name. So I, I just how are you, sweetie? How are you, sweetheart? <laughs> cause, cause she is a sweetheart, Mrs. Tacey, uh, taking care. She's also up there. She works in the shop. Uh, she can help you out with anything. The, the quality or the um, the customer service from the Tacy's up there uh, at Strictly Sale is incredible. And you you will. I'm telling you what. I I wouldn't be preaching this if I didn't believe in it. I, I just wouldn't be up here on my little podcast soapbox talking about the customer service of that company, strictly sailing kayak, uh, without um, uh, really believing it. Because you know what I'm doing with kayak fishing and my involvement in this industry, I don't know where it's going to go. I have my dreams. I have little things that I want to accomplish, Uh, I have, uh, you know, steps I know that I need to take, but I do have big hopes and dreams of where maybe one day I might be in this fishing industry. So my name is very important to me, and I'm just not going to be throwing out a whole bunch of crap. If I truly believe in it, you're going to hear me talk about it, and I will not, uh, I attempt not to say anything disparaging about anything in the industry. And I think if you are a social media person out there uh, and and your name is important to you, I think that we tend to walk down a, a wrong path as social media influencers, if that's what you want to label someone like me as who does a podcast about a pretty much specific Demographic of recreation or sport but it doesn't matter who you are but specifically talking about the sport of fishing I think you have to be really damn good and have probably a few million dollars in the bank before you can go out and talk disparagingly or talking down about something or even someone just don't think that's appropriate for social media folks to do you're not going to hear me do it my name is very important to me the podcast is important to me and who am i really i've been through maybe 70 tournaments in my life online tournaments state challenges trail events Hobie's bass open series hook bass masters through a number of tournaments, but I've only hit my limit twice in those tournaments. <laughs> Who in the hell am I to put anybody else down or to talk disparagingly uh, uh, about a product or even really give a bad review of a product? You know, to be honest with you, unless I have not touched The item of the industry world that you may be talking about or maybe in discussion with somebody, and I see a lot of this on social media, you know, people going back and forth about uh, items and sort of like a tit for tat kind of, you know, sparring match that you see a lot of time that happens on social media. And a lot of people go through the whole butt hurt with that. You know, you gotta have thick skin. If you're gonna throw it out there, you gotta have some thick skin. But I think what's very important is that if you have not touched and had experience of whatever you're talking about, you probably should just shut the hell up. Because who are you with that opinion? So if I do get decide to go into a sparring match with somebody on social media because they are maybe talking disparagingly about a product that they pro—they obviously have never been on or have experienced in life and themselves taken out for a review or a buddy had one and they were out there playing on it, you know, whatever. If they've never even touched one, then they probably shouldn't get into the ring because that is when I go, okay, well, let's go in the ring right now because I'm gonna tell you how and why I believe a $2,700 Hobie Mirage Lynx is better than a 14-foot aluminum John boat. That you can get for $3,000 with a 20-horsepower motor on the backup. Let's go. Put the gloves on, bro. <laughs> I'll step in. The MMA fight comes out in me. Let's go. All right. But keep it, keep it real. Don't put that 14-foot aluminum John boat down. Just explain to him how... You can lift a Hobie Mirage Links up onto your wife's SUV that you have to borrow because you want to just skip out for a couple hours and don't wanna load up the big truck. And you throw that 45 pound Hobie Mirage Links up onto the top of it, you strap it down with a couple cinch straps, you throw your gear in the back and you're in the river in less than, you know, minutes. And fishing. I don't know anybody that can really lift a 14 foot John boat up over their head. Have you ever really tried to place one of those on top of an SUV? Not only have you probably scratched the dickens out of the SUV, you look ridiculous going down the road. Well, sure, you can toss that damn thing up into your pickup truck that's no problem you could do that maybe by yourself but chances are you got that 14-foot aluminum John boat on a trailer now all of a sudden it's a bass boat again you're missing the point the point is how quick and easy it is look at these cross-country arms right so that was one of my experiences I had this past week with the Hobie mirage Lynx. Going a little tit for tat on social media with a gentleman who was trying to compare that to a 14-foot aluminum john boat that he could pick up for less than 3,000 bucks <laughs> have fun friend keep it real keep it nice for all the social media folks out there if you don't have something nice to say then why are you saying it ask yourself who are you before you go out and say something disparaging or down about something, another angler or anything like that. At least I'm not going to do that, okay? Well, needless to say, the Hobie Mirage Lynx, which you can find up at Strictly Sale in Blue Ash, located on Kenwood Road, been there since 1972. Where have you been? They have the uh, papaya demo model up there that I had been blessed with and taken out and I'm telling you what it's a five star watercraft you know it is a it is an amazing watercraft however it does it's up there in price I admit that's a lot of people when they see a $2,000 to $3,000 price tag on a watercraft they just go oh man damn I can buy a used car for that. And again, I'm back to the whole uh, response is, no, you can't. You can't buy any good used car for $3,000. You can't buy any good used boat for $3,000. Why do I say that? You could talk to my son-in-law, Ryan Stroke Dog Strother, who bought his first bass boat, and I can't wait to get out on that damn thing. Beautiful blue, Grumman but unfortunately for that three thousand dollar bass boat he had to put you know some injectors in there some time labor another what 800 bucks later engine's running good maybe a few other issues you know so uh you, you start getting around that price range with a used car or a used boat you're you're going to be paying for something and you still got to put gas and oil in it so Relatively speaking, as it all is, I had one gentleman, as he was telling me how ridiculous a $3,000 kayak was, just sliced the shit out of a golf ball with a $475 driver. (laughs) It cracks me up. It's all relative. Okay? And you will understand it if you will place yourself in this sport and you start at what I'm about to present from strictly Sail and blue ash on Kenwood Road been there since 1972 where have you been is the new canoe Flint I want to say new new canoe Flint but it's the new canoe Flint for my friends and folks on there Uh, Out there that have subscribed thank you so much to John Graves kayak fishing I really appreciate it but there has been a number of you go hey dude we 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 love this we're just getting into it ourselves I have a number of people through John Marion Graves on Facebook Uh, send me out uh, send me messages stay in touch I made a lot of friends that way hope one day to meet you guys and uh, see the real faces but uh you want to know where that kayak is that you can get into at a thousand dollars i got a thousand dollars i got the stimulus check okay i got a thousand bucks how can i get into a kayak that i can build on a good platform one that i can start fishing immediately out of Get my fish together, so to speak, and then start entering tournaments with. Be comfortable, lightweight, 1000 bucks. And is it possible maybe to find something out there that, I don't know, I could put a trolling motor on if that sounds stupid? And that's usually how that question comes around. Well, I went out and I started looking. I didn't have to go far, actually. (laughs) I went right up to Strictly Sail in Blue Ash on Kenwood Road. Been there since 1972. Where have you been? Brian walked me over to the new Canoe Flint. This one right here, it's priced under $1,000, comes in four colors. He said, Johnny, why don't you take one of these bad boys out? let's pull out the demo, we're going to let you take it out, we're going to let you review this bad boy, pimp this thing out, and I said, well, that sounds cool, let's do it, can't believe it, awesome, I would love to do that, it's really going to give me the opportunity to check out, and to really, to reflect back on or to retract back on what I said before Is that unless you have put your hands on it personally and gone out and and used the equipment tool whatever it is you're talking about if you're gonna give a review and an honest one and then maybe spar a little bit step into the ring with somebody on social media <laughs> this helps me out tremendously because I have a feeling the intimate relationship I built with that Hobie Mirage Lynx man that was like taking a foster child back to the foster home after that foster child had been with you for like you know six months and you fell in love with the kid horrible I bet you and I th- I literally I thought about that with the Hobie Mirage Drive Lynx strapped on top of the SUV heading up Kenwood Road I was like, man, I would hate to have to take a foster child back to a place after they had been in your home for a while. And I, I, I got in deep thought about that, how horrible that has to be. So to the foster parents out there, God bless you. You know, I'm, whew. And to the foster kids, hang tough get out on the water do some fishing get hooked on that if you know what I mean so I'm very excited to uh, get the new canoe flint out first thing I noticed when we pulled it out was how light it was I'm like okay I'm I'm can I put this one on top of the SUV too because that is a big plus big big plus course, Brian, he wants to help do everything, you know. And I went to go pick it up. He went to go pick it up. I would say, no, 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 hold on. I said, I'm not always going to have some, you know, Goliath with me. I mean, Leonard, Brian looks like front lineman for the Cincinnati Bengals. He could probably do a much better job at protecting Joe Burroughs than the current lineup. I'm not kidding you. Brian just stand there okay Joe's gonna just tuck in right behind you and all you do is just stand there maybe throw your arms out like this like a big clothesline and slowly walk forward so I'm not always gonna have Brian Tacey with me or somebody conveniently there to help me load up a kayak that's not the ideal that's not the thought process that's not what I got in my head I want a $1,000 kayak. I want something light. I want something that, that's gonna be very uh, much a platform that I can build on. It's what the fans of John Graves Kayak Fishing have requested and I'm here to deliver. So I took those two big beefy handles in my hands and I muscled that thing up over my head and I have to tell you what, there's a, it's a little heavier than the Hobie Mirage Lynx. In fact it's 20 pounds heavier but again distributed like 11 foot 3 in length 34 36 inches wide or so I'll get all these die I'll get the exact measurements and specs on everything but long story short I was able to lift that thing up over my head push it up and down a couple times lift it up over the SUV And put it on top of the SUV. I was able to unload it just as easy. It wasn't ridiculous looking. It actually looked pretty good on the smaller car. Not like you had this big, huge 14-foot aluminum canoe front sticking out. Looking like a ram ramrod. And then this big huge ass end of a watercraft sticking back there with a red flag on it like you're carrying you know logs nope it's set up there real nice it's a beautiful color it's the gulf coast at first i went oh man how come all the demos come in this like you know like ventura california colors you know what i mean it's not like midland uh, colors like you know gray and you know, more predictable, boring stuff. Maybe some red or some camo. Wow, that's different. It's the Gulf Coast. It's like a sea foam, turquoise, light turquoise. It's got some gray in it. But the more and more I looked at the Palomino-colored mat with the black outline... It's very sharp how they have that deck mat laying. It has a very island feel to it. Maybe that's why they call it Gulf Coast. Seaside, beach, island feel. The color's actually growing on me. I can see why at first it's not, you know, um, the color that a uh, bass fisherman or crappie fishermen would necessarily pick here in uh the southwestern ohio area but uh i don't know i like these colors they're uh they're really kind of growing on me so uh already i can feel my uh, horizons broadening with just the color i really like the look of it big beefy handles rod protectors got a lot of tracks That you can put a lot of attachments. It's got those two big beefy handles on either side and each one of them can hold the paddle. You got some cleats there on the inside of the gunnel right in front of the seat. I got a couple straps here that conveniently holds like a Plano tackle box. I can go super light. I got a rod holder here that can go in so many different type. One of these tracks, either up here on the bow, you got one right here in the middle of the deck. Uh, you could put a, a transdu like a, um, a fish finder there. I went ahead and put the rod holder on this seat track. And the seat track is pretty long. It's probably three feet long. Two and a half, three feet long or so. And you can uh, move the seat back to the stern or up to the bow. Uh, But I got it back pretty far. And uh, I'm thinking that's going to be the center of where I should be in this bad boy. And uh, comfortable. And I still had enough of the seat track to actually put the rod holder there. So that worked out good. I got plenty of space back there for a crate of any type, really. Uh, I will have to build um, the um, height platform for the uh, low pro crate, but I think for right now, I got my cooler back there. It fits snug. I think with just the compartments up in front of the seat on the port and starboard side of it, where I put the plano tackle boxes, I think I'm going to go super, super clean and mean when the when it comes to uh, carrying. Um, uh, equipment on here. I'm not going to load this down like a pro angler. I got my uh, scissors, got my pliers, got uh, those tethered up. I got my catch board. Really cool that they got the uh, measuring trowel tray that lays right in front of you conveniently. Low profile. All you have to do is reach out and forward when you get ready to uh, CPR or catch photo release the fish to submit it. It has a uh, really cool little keep right there in front of you where your uh, measuring trowel will lay and then a a, uh, nice heavy duty rubber keep that uh, it slides under and then boom you can't help but notice the American flag there made in the USA. I can't wait to get this thing out. I know Caroline the cat really enjoys it. She's walking around it right now sniffing on it. She loves this thing. And uh, you know what? right now we're just gonna get it out on the pond we're gonna take it out to the river we're just gonna do some real simple uh, floats on this thing maybe take it up to stone lake lake get it out in some open water see how it uh, works in the wind and uh we're gonna stand up on this thing we're gonna walk around on it we're gonna check the stability uh these kayaks are helping me through a little fear of myself again that's water and uh (laughs) Uh, they are these these kayaks are allowing me to stand up and turn around and kick my shoes off and put my feet in the water and I don't know just they, they have been giving me a little bit more of a recreational feel in my mind and relaxing helping it to relax uh, than the more serious Hobie Pro Angular 14 that I got the Yak of the Covenant you know that thing's business it's like getting in a Skeeter Bass boat that's business right now these uh, these are a real great combination of not only a serious kayak fish Uh, fishing vessel but also a great watercraft Uh, you can take the seat off uh, a great recreational watercraft you can take the seat off of the new canoe here and just use it as a stand up paddle too so i'm excited to get out on this thing Uh, after we take it through a week or so and uh of just stripped down and uh, ready to you know pack and get out there on the uh, water as quick as you possibly can Then we're going to get a little bit more serious because this thing also can be tricked out with uh, electronics. Not to mention, we're going to slap a 403 Torquedo motor on the back of this bad boy. And we are just going to hammer down. (laughs) I'm not sure what's going to happen, but we're going to do it. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to John Graves Kayak Fishing here on Anchor FM or wherever you download your podcast. I hope that John Graves Kayak Fishing is one that you subscribe to on a regular basis. I really do appreciate it. I have a safe and happy Memorial Day weekend. A salute to the armed forces. God bless you. Live proud and long and prosper. So long, everybody.